This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, you are going to hear from nine incredible women, nine business owners that own six-figure and multiple six-figure businesses who are bringing you behind the curtain because I know one thing that we are craving more of in the online space is a look into what it actually is behind the scenes, what goes into having a profitable online business. We're sick of the shiny objects and the fancy feeds. And so I am bringing you deep into these conversations with these women. So stay tuned. I know that you are going to love this season. Hey, everybody. I am Bree Gunn. I have been a business owner for 11 years. I am a copywriter and marketing strategist, mom of two, and Midwest girl. Okay. So let's talk about perfectionism and how that has shown up in your business and kept you stuck or in circles. Perfectionism is one of those things that I think when you're a true perfectionist, you can create the best piece of content or the best video or whatever, and you still pick it apart. You could have 10 people tell you it's awesome and perfect. You could sign $50,000 clients and you it's still not good enough. And I think that when you compound perfectionism with issues like visibility or messaging or marketing, you end up with this kind of beast that doesn't really, it's, it's untamable until you deal with cut some of the underlying issues. Because I think a lot of us, me included, blame our other issues on our perfectionism in that, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't love the way I look on video, so I'm just not going to do it. Mm. You know, I really want to be visible, but being visible requires me to do this. I can't be perfect. I can't have multiple takes. So I'm just not going to do it. And we talk ourselves out of doing things, posting things, publishing things, launching things, because there might be a spelling error we didn't catch or there we, it's, we use these tiny little things that really don't matter as a huge crutch that inevitably derails what we're trying to do. And mm-hmm. I think for me, my perfectionism shows up not in my client work because I am highly confident that my client, the work I do for my clients is excellent. It's so funny. I have so much sass and pride and like, I know my shit kind of attitude when I'm turning in client content, when it comes to my stuff, it's never good enough. It's always, Oh God, what if someone, what if I accidentally forgot a period here? Or what if I put four periods in the ellipses instead of three? And it's the tiny little things that don't matter. And, you know, getting past it, I think it takes a lot of, I know it is going to require a lot of internal work. And I think it also requires accepting that done is better than perfect. You know, for me, at least it's so funny how it shows up because like I said, with client work, I know my shit. I am really freaking good at what I do. And I know this like in my core being, when I am talking about my business or about tenants of my business or about marketing or about messaging, I am constantly in the back of my head going, oh my God, did I actually say that out loud? Is that what I think? Really? And I've got this little voice that's like, oh God, don't let anybody watch this. You know, don't let anybody see this. Don't let anybody read this. Because what if it's not perfect enough? Mm. And so I think that 
compounded with, you know, our previous conversation about visibility, it really like, it's, it's almost like a compounding factor in playing small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, it's like, which never is fun, but so many of these things, at least for myself, and I feel like for most of us comes back to enoughness and like, do we trust that our work is enough? Our business is enough. The words we have to say is enough. And like that type of work, at least that is what I have found is the difference maker of when I root into those beliefs of like, this is enough. The right people won't care if I miss that period or that exclamation point or whatever it might be. But if I'm so fixated on those details and, you know, we can go back and it's like that teacher in high school who yelled at you or, you know, your mom or whoever, like most of us can very clearly remember the first time we kind of got shamed for some of these things and those stories run deep. Right. And like, that's why we don't want to do it when I was in trouble, you know, and it's like, I'm super confident in my writing ability. It's how I make my money when it comes to my speaking ability or being on a podcast like this, I get a little caught in that you know, is it enough moment? And I love that you say that because I think, I think it ties back to that knowing at a soul level versus knowing at a cognizant level where mentally we understand that this is good enough, that the right people will be attracted to us, that we'll find the right clients, that the clients that said no are the wrong clients, that it had nothing to do with us, that they would have been a nightmare or they would have not paid their invoice, or it would have been a constant struggle back and forth. There, there would have been something, right? There's always, a, there's always a very good reason that things don't work out. But then when you get to, you get to in your head about it and you stop listening to your gut and your instincts, you spin out. And I think that it's, it's really a challenge when you couple that with the perfectionist tendencies to want to have everything just so before you publish, just so before you talk to someone. You know, I got on a client call last week and she was having a really shit day and I was having a really shit day. And, and I was like, you know, I was, I was like, listen, I'm not at my best today. I'm just not like mentally I'm all here, but if I start crying for no reason, I'm just having one of those days. And we ended up having the best time and we got so much done because I was honest about where I was showing up from. And I was like, I'm here for you. I just, I can't take all the emotions from you today. I can't, please don't throw any other teary things on me because I can't handle it, but I can help you grow your business. I can help you plan your content. I can help you do all these other things. And so I focused on the things I could do. And I didn't actually say, yeah, like, don't throw the emotions at me. I'm yeah. my head please God don't cry. But, you know, I think that when we get too in our head about it, we forget our power and our gifts. Mm -hmm. And we start to worry about the things that maybe are a struggle for us or are a little bit reaching, or maybe haven't been working out so well, because even if you're right in your headspace, and even if you've done all the inner work and you're still doing the inner work, stuff is going to go wrong. That's just the nature of the beast, right? Like things aren't going to post on time. Your scheduler is going to hiccup. You're going to post the most epic post you've ever written in your whole entire life. And not a single person is going to comment on it. You're going to ask a question and you're going to get 30,000 likes and no comments. 
things are going to happen that you are frustrated by, but the people who need to see the information are seeing it, even if they're not commenting. And you have to be, at least is what I tell myself, I have to be okay with the fact that I put it out there and the right people see it, the right people comment, and the right people are paying attention, even if I don't see them actually seeing it. I hope that made sense. Like like that moment, like I'm sure what I said was pretty clear, but then in my head, I'm like, wait a second. Did that make sense? Did it make sense? Are we sure? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I find too, right. It's so important. Like what you said with the intuition, or I talk about like dropping into our feelings. Cause I think this is some of the game changer of how I look at it is like when we only live in our heads, it is so easy to get caught in that loop. And then it's like, how in the world do I get out of this loop versus mm-hmm. if we can like tap into our soul, our gut, our feeling state and like mm-hmm. really bring that into our body. Then I find we can like pattern interrupt the circle yeah, or like the, the loop. Like the that's going on. Wheel of like <sighs> concern and it's in your head. It's not in your inner knowing, if that makes sense. Like I, there is, there is a deeper seated soul sourced knowing, like knowing you're enough is different than knowing you're enough. It's Mm -hmm. different than telling yourself and that if you write in your journal every day, the world is going to change. It's believing it. It is, it's such a deep level that the world can't help but change because you are physically and emotionally changing. And I think I love that you bring up emotions because with perfectionism, you know, we're perfectionists generally are pretty negative, especially around their own stuff, especially around how they show up, their visibility, their business. It's never, ever good enough. It's never enough money. It's never enough clients. It's never enough anything. And doing the inner work and and working on that soul piece and listening to your intuition and listening to your gut and saying no and you know not taking on another client because you know that it would actually push you over the number of hours you want to work or versus the perfectionist tendency to say well I want to hit 250,000 this year so in order to do that I need another client because I was on track I'm not anymore I need to hit this number by the end of this month or it's never going to happen when you could have a $60,000 month next month yep it's getting so caught up in what's going wrong that you almost force the wrong things to keep happening because you're so hyper-focused on all the things that aren't working that you can't help but see the things aren't working. It's like, I, I was listening to Abraham Hicks and I love, I love them, but the gist of it was if you expect to see shit, you're going to see shit. If you expect to see magical, wonderful miracles, you're going to see magical, wonderful miracles. It is that expectation of looking at things in a, with a, in a different light. Like I went to college in Ohio and I, we went back by my college today because I'm, we're looking at somebody else's walls for a few days and we drove through campus. And I was like, dang, it's so small. I didn't remember it being that small, Yeah, but it's tiny. And that's okay. And it was a great experience. And I love that experience. And I have no problem with it. But the perspective shift mm. is huge. And I think if we do that in our business, you know, instead of trying to hold on so tightly to this isn't good enough, and we just are thankful that it's done, thankful that it's out in the world, thankful that it's accessible, 
so many good things can happen because then we start putting more of ourselves out there so that the right people can find us. I couldn't agree more. And I think it's also very selfish when we're in this this wheel is how I've come to look at it because my business, your business, everyone who has a service-based business, it's not about you. It's about helping other people. And so when we're caught in our own, whether it's fear, perfectionism, whatever the cycle and the loop is, we're not helping people and we're making it about ourselves. And so that for me is the quickest way to snap out of it because I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, like I'm really turning this on to me and how like my copy doesn't look good enough or this isn't happening. And it's just like, I'm not out there serving people when I'm in that mental state. So Mm -hmm. I would much rather be an imperfect human because then everyone can relate to it too. Because when we're setting this bar of like, you have to be perfect, people are like, I can't do that. I don't measure up. I don't feel that way. And we Mm -hmm. feel alone. Yeah. And I think a lot of the perfectionism that we're seeing with coaching and consulting and service-based business owners comes from the cliff diving, Lamborghini renting, mansion renting ads that we've seen. Sure. It's not reality. Like there was an ad two years ago, three years ago of this one marketer and he kept jumping into this pool. I saw him everywhere and it was driving me nuts. One, because what does jumping in a pool have to do with your program? And like, I I'm a logic person when it's all said and done. Like if you're talking about living a really rich life and owning a pool, like, or you sell pools, great. But if you're talking about scaling your business or using your marketing platform, what the heck does that have to do with anything? It's a distraction technique. And I'm not a fan of those. And it was driving me crazy. And then I realized it's driving me crazy because he's getting all this visibility, granted it's paid visibility and he's everywhere and I'm not. Mm. And it wasn't because when I really looked at it, it wasn't because he was jumping into a pool. It was because he'd cracked his visibility code Mm. and I still hadn't cracked mine, still haven't, partially because I was so stuck in a perfectionist loop that I couldn't see the forest for the trees. Visibility takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Conquering perfectionism takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Getting good at marketing, getting good at copy, getting good at all of the things you need to do to run your business or hire out. You don't automatically, when you decide to start a business, you don't get given a grant for 10 grand and go spend this how you need to spend this. You have to earn that money. And then when you earn that money, you hold on to it because you're like, well, what if something happens? And you don't make the choices to hire help. You don't make the choice to outsource things that would allow you to be more efficient, to be faster, to be better, because you're holding on so tightly with, well, I can do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I can do it my way. And I think that perfectionism shows up in so many different ways for me because it's very closely tied to who I am. And it does make me a great copywriter but it also causes me a lot of issues when I'm running my business because I get into that, that head story of, well, I can do it better. I can do it faster. I can do it easier. I'll just do it myself. And then it never happens because it's never good enough. And I think so many people get stuck in that loop, like you said, where we need to stop and sit back and remember that this is not about us. This is about our end user, our client. And it became super relevant 
this last week, I had three people hire me to rewrite their about pages because their website's not converting. And your second highest viewed page is your about page. It's not about you. It's about them. And if you don't understand that and you don't bring them into your story, they're gone. They're not coming back. They figure you're a self-centered asshole and they leave. And shifting that, like I had one gal, she texted me. She's like, oh my God, I have 10 calls. I love it. We made one, not one change. It was a one page on her website that we changed, but we added three places they could actually book a call with her and then why they should book a call with her and the struggles they were having that she had already had and conquered. So we told her story, but we brought them into the story, like in a way that was so organic. It just, it was, I'm really proud of it. But then I go to do that for my business. I'm like, it's not right yet. I can't publish it. And it's getting past that. And it's figuring out that done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's really true. Because think about like all those 10 people that once you switch your website or whatever it is that you're working on that are going to book calls. That's why I hired someone to help me to rewrite my stuff because I knew I could be the final editor, but I, I couldn't be the person putting it together because I've been putting it together for three years. Yeah. It was never right. And it was always, I'll publish this later. I'll publish this later. I'm working with a client who's also one of my very best friends. And she's been talking about building out her business for years and has never done it. And she's finally doing it. And people are coming out of the woodwork to support her because she's finally going live imperfectly, doing the things imperfectly, and people are loving it. And it's such a good reminder that perfectionism doesn't need to be a hindrance. It can actually be a benefit if you let it. Couldn't agree more. So tell us where we can find you on the internet and what you're up to. Sure. You can find me at briannagun.com. I am up to a lot of really cool stuff. If you go to my site, you can see all of my good freebies and courses that you can take. And if anything I've said resonates with you, I would love to chat with you. I'm always up for meeting new people. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Brie. I appreciate you. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate you too. Hi, yes, everyone. My name is Marilyn Crump. I actually live here in Yorktown, Virginia. I've been in business for 21 years. Woohoo! Started my business in the year 2000. And what my business is, it's art inspired. And a lot of things that I do is based on creativity. But I find myself nowadays doing a whole lot of business development for people, especially startup entrepreneurs. So in my services in particular, I do a high level of coaching, mentoring, but then also strategic marketing. So that feels like a really good segue into perfectionism and how maybe at different points in your business that has held you back from either getting visible or talking about your offers or what it is that's going on in your business. So I'm curious, kind of your path with navigating perfectionism. So first of all, I want to remind people that perfectionism does not exist. You will never attain perfection. The wonderful things about not attaining perfection is the fact that your energy can shine through. You ever seen something just just way too perfect and you're thinking something about that is too cold for me. We actually like Mm. things that are more human and us humans, we are not perfect. And so we 
technically don't understand things that are too perfect. So one, if you aim for that, you're actually messing yourself up. So once you release yourself of that saying, oh, I shouldn't aim for that. Great. I feel so much better. Well, okay. If I'm not aiming for perfection, what am I aiming at then? I tell people you want to aim for the authentic energy of the delivery. There's so many things that could be said, and we're talking marketing here at this moment when I'm saying this, because some people get so hung up on, is my marketing copy perfect? So they won't launch something or they won't put an ad up. They won't post something because they feel like until I get it hundred percent perfect, then it's not going out. You know, then they're stressing their logo designer about having the perfect logo. They're going through all these motions that actually have not that big of a consequence. And the person just going out there going, hey, everybody, oh my gosh, I'm just really excited. I don't even know what I'm saying right now, but I want you to be a part of it. And this is really cool. And yeah, check it out. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll fix whatever's broken, but here we go. People are like, ah, I like that person (laughs) versus the- Totally. Yeah. Like, hi, everything's great here. If you want a pizza, blah, blah, blah. And it's too dry or, you know, it's missing some of the marks because it was trying to be too perfect. Right. So, well, and we can't relate to that. Right. Cause none of us, like you said, are perfect or ever will be. Yeah. Yeah. And so most people will buy or purchase in what's familiar to them or who can understand this best. And that's why you Mm -hmm. hear a lot more people talking about their personal journey, their personal story. If you feel comfortable about that, some people are like, I don't know if I have the right story to tell. Is my story perfect enough to sell this person? Like, look, if you're thinking that route, then you're already messing yourself up. You just have to be you, tell your truth, and whoever is attracted to you will be attracted to you. You can't serve everyone. And I think part of what people obsess about why they want to be perfect is they feel like if they get that one perfect thing, then everybody will be drawn to them. That's also a myth. Okay. So two places to be careful. Everybody's not going to like you and you're never going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, and to me, I've become so much more like whatever you want to call it. I mean, woo woo energetically just inclined because, because of this fact of like, if you are trying to be perfect or that perfect copy that you were describing, right. I just, I know because I sat in that place. I think most of us have at some point of like obsessing over certain things that after you then like launch the thing, do the thing, have a profitable business. You're like, okay, those things didn't actually matter, but in the moment they feel like they do. And, you know, for me personally, I had to rewrite my narratives around like how I could attract clients and what that could look like and what I was available for. And as I really started to do that work, it just all fell into place so much easier. And then I wouldn't obsess over the copy and I would just put it out there. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can launch something, have some, you know, spelling errors or whatever happens in the process, but I'm going to attract the right people. And when I trust that and believe that, I show up in a different energy versus trying to be perfect. Yes, absolutely. Because then people think that you're going to hold them to that same standard as well. And maybe they're not ready for that. I also tell people, be creative and 
showcase like how others can also share their creativity along with you. Because if it's a one-sided conversation because you're too perfect, then Mm -hmm. people don't feel like they have any room to give you anything. And if you're talking about energy, there's a energy exchange, right? If I don't leave any opening Mm -hmm. for you to give me some kind of feedback or to give me something that I could take and also improve with, then we're really not in a relationship. And when we're in business, it's all about that relationship with our client, especially if we are a personal brand. And I think that when it comes to my own challenges that I had to face in the past, you were talking about like, how do we get here in that new understanding where we can feel confident in not being perfect? I think it's really having the healthy perspective that Anytime I do make a mistake, I learn so much from it that it actually like, wow, if I didn't make that mistake, I wouldn't have discovered this thing to do this thing with. Whoa. So it's almost like we look for ways to break our own systems now. I have a friend Mm -hmm. who works for uh, Cisco and his job is to break things that they make. And that's his job. He gets paid to break things. And so when I realized that, I said, hey, who can I pay or who can I work with that would actually see if they can break my stuff, right? So I, I have like a couple of my friends, I call them like nerds on call. And I say, <laughs> hey, I made this thing, break it. And they'll go, all right, thank you. And then they start going in and like, oh, your one link's broken. Oh, this isn't give, didn't give me the email you're looking for. And I was like, yes, thank you for finding that. Because sometimes you get so tuned into like wanting to everything to be perfect that you miss some of the most simplest things about your own process. And so having people around you that you can trust to give you the right feedback, fantastic. Having people like beta test your stuff, Mm. that's fantastic because you can then learn if you made a mistake there, then that's a way for you to grow. So I actually love finding the mistakes in order for me to accelerate my success later. Yeah. And when you can come from that place, right. Of like, it's all just an experiment, so to speak, and it's all lessons and things I get to tweak and play with versus when we're in that charged place of like taking everything personally and we can't move through it because it feels so deeply personal. And of course there are businesses, we love them, but we all want to expand and grow. And that's the only way we can is if we're willing to look at those things. Yes. And be willing to move in the direction you want. Because sometimes people feel like I can't leave this thing I created because now it's so perfect. And to them, it's perfect. You know, they have everything going for them, but then they don't feel like they're connected to it anymore. At that moment, I tell people, hey, it's okay. Even though the next thing may not be perfect, but that's really what you're drawn to now. Take the experience that you had build upon it. You don't have to fully let go of everything when you make a shift or transition, but just know that you're allowed to, to feel new again, that you're, you know, yes, be a baby in a new space all over again. Don't be afraid of being the startup in certain areas because people go, well, ah, everybody else is established. Why do they need me? Why do I have to show up? I'm not perfect like them. They've had their business for a long time. Marilyn, you know what you're doing. I don't. And they go, that doesn't discount you, right? Mm -hmm. You are more than welcome to show up in that space being where you're at. You don't have to match everybody else. 
you might find something completely new that will really help maybe everybody else from that point or make you just so much more special. So I tell people that you're an individual, you should be brave to try new things. Don't be afraid of leaving perfectionism behind and your comfort zone behind. Yeah. So you've worked with a lot of businesses, a lot of people over the years, I'm sure. And I'm curious if you would say that perfectionism or some version of it is one of the main things that you see holding people back from growing and expanding in terms of income. Perfectionism is the pathway to insanity. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you want to drive yourself crazy, that's fine. But most people who are business owners, right, they know how to delegate as well. And they know that the, the gears have to keep moving. You're leaving a lot of money on the table by trying to perfect every single thing that you're trying to do. Whereas somebody else can go right in, do it maybe half as good and make more money than you. That has to be very eye-opening. And when you see teenagers making money online and yet you're not, then that should be very eye-opening. You have to really consider what are the true elements of a transaction? What's the true element of a customer-client relationship? It is not in the perfectionism. It is in the service and it is in the enthusiasm. And really the fact that you are able to transform others with your services and products and not so much that you get to be like this shiny golden idol somewhere. Like you really got to think about in the emotional intelligence it takes to have certain decisions um, prioritized versus just getting stuck in the murky land of perfectionism. It's a trap. And anytime you're trapped, you're not seeing clearly. You're definitely not making the money that you deserve to make. Yeah. Well, and I love that you use that example of teenagers making money. Like I just... I don't know. I mean, that was kind of my moment, not necessarily teenagers, but like young 20 something year olds when I was like, all right, certainly they are making this look so easy. I have way more experience and education, you know, and I'm not saying in like a judgmental way, but I think we all have to come to that place within ourselves of realizing like, wait a minute, all these people are out there just deciding and they're showing up confidently and they're helping other people and they're providing a service, like you said. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's super inspiring. So like, why don't we all want in on that? Partly it's the way we were brought up. If you are above a certain age, we have gone through life being shown through our parents about how to be a good industrial worker. There weren't a lot of opportunities for people to become an entrepreneur like we do now. There's so many things we can monetize now that wasn't monetizable before. The educational system, as it is laid out, you have a supervisor at the front of the classroom. Everybody follows the rules and there's standardized tests that everybody has to pass. So I find that some people are like, wait, how can I be a business right now? Shouldn't somebody be certifying me in this? Yeah. What business do you want to do? I want to be a professional pet sitter. Okay, technically, there's not a certification for that. If you do you love pets, yes. Are you good at letting them out when they need to go pee? Yes. All right. <laughs> right? Do you know, like, not to let them run off without a leash if you're somewhere public? Yes. Okay. I think you're qualified. All right. 
So now you just have to establish what it is to be a business, get your business license, start marketing, do the service. People go, that's it. But younger people will say, okay, that's all I need to do. All right. I'm on it. Okay. Totally. So it's part of the culture that some of us have grown up with that we feel like we're not accepted unless we have a degree or a certification. Now in this world, people are like, I'm not accepted unless I have a YouTube channel. (laughs) So (laughs) like, who cares about a degree? No one cares Mm because we've already seen it through our own friends and through the generation before us, a college degree doesn't equal wealth. All right. What we've seen. And it it equals debt, most likely. (laughs) Right. So we, what we see with people is that intuition and enterprise equals wealth. You're not taught those two things at school. And you're not given those things automatically if you get a certification or a degree. You have to take it into your own hands, learn how wealth is created. And now that there's decentralized currency, you have to know what that means too. We may not be needing banks anymore because everybody is creating their own currencies. There's cryptocurrency, there's creator currency. The world is changing super fast. If anyone's listening to my voice right now, I want them to think innovatively and don't get left behind because either one, you're young, two, you're a woman, three, you're inexperienced. No one cares. You have the internet, do your research, get in the right talking circles, educate yourself and don't get left behind. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's so true. I think about it every day. I wake up and I, you know, I like think about the things I'm grateful for and the internet and social media are always there because I'm like, you know, it's unreal. I'm in Vietnam and I, you know, I think I have clients in seven countries right now, like seven, what? And it's totally normal. Absolutely. I love that. And actually I have a, um, a wonderful new global organization that I created because for a long time, I've been a part of the local ones. And I said, you know what? I can take this global now because the tools are easier and I'm connecting with people. And now look, I have ways to invite my family members in the Philippines to Mm. become parts of like my business and my network where before that was too difficult. And I, I grew up a military dependent. So I understand about living in different countries and trying to keep in touch back then you would hope that your pen pal was good so that they would send you a stamped letter back. But then sometimes you miss that letter because you have to move again. Now, if you're, if you're in that kind of lifestyle, now that's an accepted lifestyle. That is actually a desirable lifestyle for some people to be laptop nomads, (laughs) digital nomads, right? Having the laptop lifestyle. Like uh, before I was like, oh, I don't want to do this to myself or my family. Now everybody's like, how can I do this for myself and my family? (laughs) And it's because of that innovation. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Uh, This is so good. So tell everyone where they can find you, all the things that you're up to right now. Absolutely. So I'm the president of the Phenomenal Female Business Network. So you can look up phenomenalfemale.com to get more information about that. It is for women who are entrepreneurial. Our mission is to help women develop their passions, grow their audience, achieve business milestones, and fund their dreams. And so I love doing that. And if you want to reach me directly, 
Marilyn Crump, that's spelled M-A-R-I-L-E-N, C as in cat, R-U-M-P as in Paul, dot com. And if you look up that hashtag Marilyn Crump, you'll find me, but also look up the hashtag expert dream catcher, and then you'll discover all the things. Message me anywhere you feel comfortable. I'd love to connect. Mm, Thank you so much, Marilyn. This was so good and helpful. Thanks, Carrie. You're amazing. And thanks for what you're doing to help other people. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is such an honor to be in your ears every single week. Make sure that you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. Will you also do me a quick favor and go leave us a review and rating? This will help more people to easily find this free show. If you'd like to talk about the number one mindset shift that you can make in your unique business to start making more money and impact, I would love nothing more than to help you. So go head on over to my website at setyourselffreellc.com and book a free 30-minute discovery call. I would love to get some fresh eyes on your business and talk about how you can start making more money and an impact right now. So thanks again for being here and cannot wait to see you next week.